17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. A uh, couple of things that happened, though, in that game. We, we didn't see Jer- uh, Joe Burrow in the second half. He exited that game um, right before the half uh, with an injury to his wrist or hand. Funny enough, Cordell, we saw reports. I don't know if you saw, but there was a report that um, they had posted a video, the Bengals, and um, of them coming to Baltimore, and Joe Burrow had something on his hand, and I guess it caught traction, and they deleted the post. So people were already skeptical about something going on with his hand, and then he goes out with that injury uh, last night. Yeah, I mean, it's a problem. Uh, that the NFL has right now, you can't you can't trust these guys. You you can't trust the injury report. You can't trust all. What the coaches are saying about the injuries, and it's it's just bad. It's bad business. And, and when you when you got the NFL pushing mm-hmm. betting and everything, we know how big sports betting is. Not just now, obviously in Maryland, but just in general in this country. When 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 you as a as a uh, business, which the NFL is, is endorsing people putting their money into these games, uh, whether it's to pay to go see the games or betting on the games, whatever the case may be, When, especially when it's somebody like Joe Burrow, you know, somebody of that pedigree, and you're not disclosing certain information about um, his health status that could turn out to be important to the outcome of the game. I I just think that's a bad, bad look. And the league has got to do something about that. And the Bengals aren't the only ones to do that. I mean, it it happens all over the league. I've been a firm believer of this for years. You you can't trust anything that anybody is saying. I mean, even as us in the media, we only get with so much access throughout the week to really see what's going on with these guys. We don't know if a dude is truly limited. It's been times where we've gone out there at practice and a guy won't be on the field. And John Harbaugh has told us, Hey, yeah, he came out when, once you guys have gone in, <laughs> what are we going to do? Tell him he's lying. You know what I'm saying? It's, so, so it's, it's kind of like, what do you even believe when it comes to this injury stuff nowadays, the Bengals, I mean, they, their social media department obviously was in the dark. Uh, when they posted that video about uh, about whatever they wanted to do with Burrow. Um, and then, sure enough, I mean, he goes out with the wrist injury, and it was so weird. I mean, he throws the ball to Mixon, which ends up being a touchdown uh, on the play, and immediately he's he's down holding his wrist. He's, he didn't even get touched. Um, I thought maybe on first glance that maybe somebody was there and tried to knock the ball down and ended up hitting his fingers or something. But once I looked at the – and at the replay and saw nobody touched him, it was just bizarre. And the first thing that came to my mind was that deleted video of the Bengals. So um, it obviously made a huge impact on the game. And I do want to give Jake Brown and credit. I mean, he I thought Jake Brown and really came in and balled out, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously not enough to win the game for the Bengals. But we're talking about a dude that had, I think, four career snaps going into that game. And he came in. He was mobile. He was accurate. I mean, and it wasn't just dink and dunk passes. He was trying to stretch the field on the Ravens. So I definitely 
thought he he came came out there and, and did the best that he could. But ultimately, you know, when you lose a quarterback like Joe Burrow, it, it's kind of like uh, the nail in the coffin. And and the Ravens had their own injury issues. Obviously, I mean, Mark yeah. Andrews goes down on the first play on the first uh, drive. That's 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 the story of this game. I mean, where did and they I want to touch on that in a minute. But since we're already on the defensive side of the ball, let's stick there. And then we'll talk about Mark's um, injury um, later. And when we talk about what this offense was like, you know, post Mark. But ultimately, look, the Ravens defense, once again, the um, run defense has been suspect. And that's something that you and I complained about, um, you know, as, as we think that this defense is ferocious and they're and and how good they are there are some weaknesses mm-hmm. and a team like the Bengals who uh you know really wasn't running the football previously comes in and you know they have some success running the ball you know Joe, Joe Mixon 16 carry 69 yards he averaged 4.3 yards per carry uh, that's not a good look in that regard. Um, Jake Browning, who you already talked about, that's a guy that I actually watched at Washington. You're a big college football fan, so I'm, I'm really aware of his game. He came in and he, you know, had some good runs as well. Uh, four rushes for 40 yards. Um, you know, there's another guy that comes in, Trayvon Williams, two rushes for 20 yards. So both of those are 10 yards per carry. Um, so it is the problem um, with this defense uh, in terms of why it is that they just haven't um, solidified basically the, the upfront portion of the run game and why they're the, the running backs are reaching secondary levels, particularly as, as good as Joe Mixon is, hasn't had much success mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. And, and honestly, I've felt for a while that the Bengals kind of let the Ravens off the hook when it comes to running the ball. I said that earlier when the Ravens yeah. in the in the in that game. I think I said it last year too, uh yep. in the game because it just felt like, yeah, Mixon may not be getting a hundred yards, but he's efficient with his carries. He's keeping the defense honest. And I just felt like at times the Bengals will go and be one dimensional and it would end up being an advantage. Um, for the Ravens. And look, I, I said earlier this week or yeah, earlier this week on the previous episode that I had um, kind of come around on the Ravens rush defense. And it's, I, th- I think I said that last week before the Browns game, actually. And ever since I said it, I mean, they haven't really, I mean, God knows the Browns ran all over them um, and the Bengals were able to run the ball when they wanted to. And so, and, and even just watching the game uh, against Cincinnati, I think a part of the reason why they do have some of the success that they did have uh, against the Ravens in the run game is that the Ravens don't really blitz the Bengals. They just don't. They don't blitz Joe Burrow, and I can understand why. Um, But what you get on the flip side is those linebackers who are usually coming downhill, they're now flat-footed. And those linemen are able to get to the second level and kind of blow. If even if they're not getting to the second level, they're opening up the hole initially. And Mixon, who is coming through there full speed, while you got your linebackers who's kind of at a standstill. So I, I, I think that you would imagine. I mean, the Bengals know that the Ravens don't really blitz them, if ever. You would imagine that they would know that. Okay we can run the ball against this team. And they tried to, I mean, Mixon was a big part of what they were doing 
uh, in that game. Jamar Chase didn't have much success. He got the garbage time touchdown late in the game. But other than that, to be honest with you, I said to a media member in the press box, I forgot Jamar Chase was even in this game. Honestly, <laughs> I, I forgot he was in the game. What did he, uh, Jamar Chase, seven targets. I mean, God, that's a shock, that's a shock to me. Uh, two catches. And For 12, 12 yards. Yeah. Touchdown. I mean, credit to Brandon Stevens, who was on him majority of the night, I, ends up giving up the first touchdown allowed on the year. Okay, whatever. But overall, You'll live with Jamar Chase leaving this game with two catches on 12 yards in a in a garbage time touchdown. That I, I just I'm doubling down on my notion that Brandon Stevens is the best corner that the Ravens have. And but also he did get a lot, he gets he did get some help. They there were times when Marcus Williams kind of shadowed um, you know, um Jamar Chase. So he did have some over-the-top help in that regard. And that was smart on, you know, because there were a few times that Jamar Chase did get past Brandon Stevens, but Joe Burrow was, you know, under duress or um Jake Browning was under duress and just really couldn't get to him anyway. 